Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 2 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 54 is entitled Common Sense. Once upon a time, common sense ruled the world until universities were invented, which declared common sense a heresy and replaced it with political correctness. Common sense is nothing more than law learned through experience and confirmed by the actions of ordinary people. Often it is stated in aphorisms, a penny saved is a penny earned. The Proverbs of Solomon have woven their way into the tapestry of time and are often accepted as common sense. Proverbs 8.11 For wisdom is better than rubies. Proverbs 15.1 A soft answer turneth away wrath. Proverbs 16.18 Pride goeth before destruction. Proverbs 18.24 A man that findeth friends must show himself friendly. Proverbs 22.6 Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old he will not depart from it. Proverbs 23.7 For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. When, as a nation, we accepted God as a given, the Holy Bible governed common sense. Common sense refers to that collective wisdom which we all have in common, which may come from experience. The Holy Scriptures, law, literature, philosophy, traditions, the Ten Commandments upon which our laws are founded. Our nation is in trouble today because we are replacing the common sense of the past with political correctness. Theoretical science abandoned common sense when it became enamored with paradigms rather than truth. When they sacrificed even the scientific method for personal causes and political issues and replaced fact with opinion. Politics abandoned common sense when it became enamored with money and power and divorced itself from truth, law, free will, freedom, agency, and liberty. The world abandoned common sense when it liberated itself from spiritual law. In fact, there is an effort in government to do away with the values of the past, once held by the majority of people, and impose the ethics of the New World Order upon our laws and upon the American people. In a world where anything goes, the first to leave is common sense. Who could have imagined, for example, a hundred years ago, that our so-called enlightened age would say that gender is a choice, that regardless of birth certificate or anatomy, A person may identify as a boy or a girl and share restroom facilities with the opposite sex. It is even acceptable to identify as an animal. In an age gone by, it was called insanity. Today, we have forbidden the word insanity to even be used. Common sense does not exist today because we deny the existence of absolutes, absolute law, absolute morals, absolute standards. Common sense doesn't require elaborate arguments to justify opinions. Common sense would be restored if we simply went back to the wisdom of the ages. More than ever, we need critical thinkers. 
In this podcast, I want to list three common sense rules in which to evaluate every argument. Common sense rule number one, test the premise for truth. A premise is a statement or assertion or declaration upon which you base your opinion. That is also the formula for measuring common sense. You must know if the fundamental premises are true before you even consider the argument. For example, if I say, only chickens have four legs. He has four legs, therefore he is a chicken. Many premises aren't that blatantly obvious. What if I said the following? 1. Man is a biological machine governed entirely by natural laws, therefore he does not have free will. 2. There is no God, therefore there is no intelligent design. 3. There is no intelligent design, therefore the universe was created by accident. 4. Man is a product of evolution, therefore we came from apes. Or, 5. Man is a product of evolution, therefore we will evolve into another creature. 6. We are not created equal by God, therefore government must create equality. 7. Animals should have rights, therefore we should not wear fur or leather or eat meat. Many things are assumed to be true because the majority of people believe them to be true. Unlike the four-legged chickens, which can be proven false by anyone, the above premises, though they have wormed their way into our culture, are opinions and can never be proven. The premises must be verifiable. Now for the second rule. Common sense rule number two. Check the syllogisms for soundness. A syllogism is a basic argument with a major premise, a minor premise, and a conclusion. For example, all men are mortal. John is a man, therefore John is mortal. An argument is only sound when the premises are true and the argument is valid. In other words, the premises may be true but the argument not valid, or the argument may be valid but the premise is not true. Science has a fail-safe technique to reveal the truth of law, called prediction. Sometimes, however, where prediction is not possible, such as some of the theories that come out of the science of evolution, science declares theory as fact and thus loses its logical credibility while still trying to exert its authority. In logic, that is called the fallacy of appeal to authority. The arguments against God, free will, miracles, and intelligent design all rely upon logical fallacies. In an argument, a logical fallacy occurs when the conclusion doesn't follow from the premise. For example, we have laws of nature, therefore God is not necessary. For an argument to be sound, not only must the premises be true, as stated in the first principle, but the arguments must also be valid. Remember, where prediction is not possible, examples, regardless of how many accumulate, always have an element of uncertainty. Yet example is the first thing called upon to prove a hypothesis. Also, we must always be on the lookout for non-sequitur. Non-sequitur is a fancy word for saying that it does not follow. For example, if someone says man came after the apes, therefore man descended from the apes, that is a non-sequitur. It is circular and isn't really an argument. It is like saying that the earth is round because it is shaped like a ball. It is also a non-sequitur if someone says we have over 90% of the genetic traits of an ape, therefore we descended from apes. Nothing less than 100% of the genetic traits could justify that claim. But even genes may be insufficient. That which makes us human is missing from apes. We are humans because we have a human soul, made in the image of God. We need to distinguish opinion from fact. 
Another non sequitur is that because Charles Darwin said we descended from apes, therefore we descended from apes, that is false appeal to authority. Another non sequitur is to claim that because elements of the theory of evolution are true, therefore all claims of evolution are true. Or, because evolution is true, there is no God. A million authorities cannot change one truth. Having the appearance of truth is not the same thing as being true. There is a moth that looks like a leaf, but that doesn't make the moth a leaf. There is an insect that looks like a stick, but that doesn't make it a stick. Nature is a great counterfeiter. Beware the chameleons of science. Arguments often appear to be logical when they really aren't. A current example is the argument used to take away the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms. Violence often involves guns. Therefore, the activists say we should ban guns. And of course, every time a crime is committed using guns, activists rush to ban guns while ignoring the Constitution and Bill of Rights, while ignoring the millions who are peaceful, who love guns, while ignoring those who use guns for self-protection, and while ignoring the fact that criminals who break the law will get guns illegally, leaving the innocent to suffer. Meanwhile, the root cause of violence is never addressed. In fact, activists refuse to address the root cause of violence because it is not politically correct. There's always a level of uncertainty in inductive reasoning. We can't just accept the face value of any conclusion based on inductive reasoning as absolute truth. Sometimes we believe something because everybody says it is true, or because people with impressive credentials say it is true, or because it is common knowledge. We must realize that there is no such thing as a purely objective person, whether they are scientists or non-scientists. They are human, made of flesh and blood. We must be careful of vested interest, personal bias, people with a cause, and so on. I love the statement of the English poet Clough, Play no tricks on thy solo man. Let fact be fact, and life the thing it can. There is a practical science, and there is a theoretical science. Theoretical science often comes from opinion, and opinions are not necessarily truth. Truth does not depend upon the weight of its source. I will only add that inductive reasoning always has an element of uncertainty, and deductive reasoning is only as strong as the major premise, and the major premise is only as valid as the inductive argument that produced it. Common sense rule number three, to identify all important assumptions. There are explicit statements and there are implicit statements. An explicit statement is spelled out. An implicit statement is implied or hinted at, but not asserted. For example, notice the following statement. Guns are involved in 90% of all murders, therefore guns must be banned. The first explicit statement is the major premise. Guns are involved in 90% of all murders. The second explicit statement is the conclusion. Guns must be banned. The premise is either true or false. The conclusion, however, is merely someone's opinion. The argument depends entirely upon the assumptions or unstated premises. Some assertions implied in the arguments are 1. Guns are responsible for the murders. 2. By banning guns, 90% of the murders would stop. 3. Guns are responsible for violence. 4. If people did not have guns, they would not kill people. 5. Guns are evil. 6. All people who carry guns are evil. 7. All bad people will give up their guns and there will be no black market. 8. All good people will be safe and do not have to worry about security even with the police defunded. 9. 
Violent crime will finally end because guns, not people, are the problem. For a conclusion to be true, both the explicit statement and the implicit statements, or the assumptions, must also be true. Therefore, all assumptions must be identified and proven, or at least strongly supported. A true critical thinker always, always identifies the assumptions. It is helpful to write them out. We are so prone to be swept away by an emotional cause that we often entirely ignore the assumptions. Ask the same questions about the assumptions that you asked about the premise. Are the assumptions true? Are the assumptions fact, inference, or judgment? Are they based on law and proven by verifiable predictions? Are they merely opinions filled with non-sequiturs? Also, one must ask himself what the motivations of the speaker are. Do they have vested interests? Do they gain benefits that others don't? Are they acting under pressure? The truth of a thing is not determined by the strong emotions or the people promoting it. Truth is independent of everything but itself. Again, I quote love. Let fact be fact and life the thing it can. If the underlying assumptions are not true, then it doesn't matter how true the premises are or how valid the argument. The argument is unsound and the conclusion meaningless. A strange paradox is that a conclusion may be coincidentally true, even if the premises are false. In that case, the argument must be restructured and examined on its own merits. In summary, then, to evaluate an argument, one, the premises must be true, two, the arguments must be valid, three, the assumptions must be identified, evaluated, and correct. Seek truth and let the storms come. We are often fooled by elegant arguments filled with exhilarating examples, exquisite language, and marshalling trumpets. Elegant logic based on false assumptions is a mere sandcastle with towering turrets and flying flags that will be carried away with the first tide. Truth is not subject to time, tempest, tides, or tidals. A whirlwind that can level a town cannot ruffle the feathers of truth. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.